Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. Open your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter 2. I'm going to start with verse 1, uh, but let me pray first, and we're going to jump right into this. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we just thank you for all the dads in here, all the fathers, even those that have assumed a role of a father. They've stepped in um, to, to serve and to uh, make an impact, um, um, even though they might not be the biological father, but we know there's father figures in this room. And there's father figures out there. So we just pray your blessing on them. I pray this word encourages them. And I pray this word um, challenges all of us. Um, and, and we thank you for it today. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. All right, here we go. First Kings chapter 2, um, verse 1. And, and I'm going to start reading here, uh, here in a moment. But just to give you a little story here, uh, a little background to this. Um, David reigned for 40 years. Um, he reigned seven years over Judah, I believe, and 33 over the whole nation. So 40 years he, was, he reigned. Um, he, was a, he was a king. He had a lot of people around him. He had a lot of influence, a lot of power. But the last person he wanted to talk to was his son. He didn't call the commander of the army in, didn't call his officials in, be like, yo, I got, I got to give you this plan. He wanted to talk to his boy. He wanted to speak to his son. And so this is just a powerful, I'm just going to read four verses today. And I just want to share um, in the word of God and just encourage the dads out there, but also encourage all of us about the power of relationship, the father and son relationship and the father um, child relationship and just the impact and power and the heart of a true father. That's what I really wanted to kind of look at today. But um, so let's start with um, chapter two, verse one it says, now the days of David drew near that he should die. He's about to die. And he charged he charged Solomon, his son. And so um, David's about to go. He, he, he is done with his course. He has done his thing. And actually, Solomon actually was already anointed king. So Solomon is already the next king. Um, so um, David just wanted to speak to him. He was already in position. David was no longer king. His son was already anointed. And so after his son gets anointed, he talks with his boy. And soon after this, he passed away. Very soon after this, he passed away. And he wanted to communicate to his son. And so, um, so the, the thing that, that David started with was a charge. He charged his son. Charge. And I want to give you the definition of that. I just want to teach you a little something here this morning. Charge means to lay charge upon or to put weight on or to put responsibility on, to give charge to, to command. To, give an, to, to bring orders to. And so I believe that that is in the heart of, of every father. It's in the heart of our Heavenly Father. That a father ha, is by design wants to communicate to his children. This is what you've got to do. Um, just last night my daughter has this little. Um, um, this my wife set her up like with her little artistic area in our dining room. So in the corner of our dining room area, she's got a table. She's got a, a whole bunch of color, color pens, color pencils. What do you call oh, yeah. Markers. Thank you. Yeah. 
Uh, shows you how artistic I am. Um, and she's got all kind of paper and construction paper and stuff on the wall. I mean, that's her creative space. Okay. But I was like, look, I'm going to help you out with your creative space, young lady. So come over here with me, Gia, and say, you see this stuff on the floor? Okay. Go get the little handbag. I'm going to show you how to do this. I didn't do it for her. Somebody say amen. amen. So go get the little handbag out of Uncle Zari's room. Okay. Bring it over here. Now, uh, you know, now you got little shavings, little uh, colored pencil shavings and whatnot. You see that? Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and vacuum all that up. Okay. Now pick this up. Hey, you got a couple more pencils over there. Come on. Somebody say, man, this is Father's Day. This is my day. I'm going to preach on what I want to preach on. It's my day. Come on, somebody. Going to eat the food I want. Wife's going to give me a foot massage later. No, I'm just playing. She don't touch feet. She don't touch feet. Unbelie- yeah, she needs to in the name of Jesus. But I walked over there, and so this is the heart of a father's man. I'm a, I, this is what you got to do. This is how you do the thing. If you want to succeed, this is what you got to do. So David, sp- speaking to his son Solomon, he's about to die. He's like, look, I'm going to charge you. He didn't necessarily, um, he encouraged them, we'll get there. But really, the heart of a father is to be like, man, this is how you do this thing called life. Many of us might have missed elements of that. But I'm here to tell you, he's a father to the fathers. And I just want to encourage the dads and encourage us here that a father is there to show the next generation. This is how you do this thing. And that's the beautiful thing about being a father. You don't have to be the smartest one. You don't have to be the most gifted one. You just have to be the one that chooses to be present. Somebody say amen. There are wounds in our generation, and it's not because their daddy wasn't successful, wasn't talented. It's because he wasn't present. And that's the grace on a father, that if you are present and you choose to be present and you can make those changes. I'm here to encourage you. You can make those changes today as a dad. There's something that uh, when a father is present, it brings a blessing on the next generation spiritual father or a man a father figure there's something about a man that he doesn't have to be the smartest one he just has to be there and when he's there it brings a blessing all right so here is David he's talking to his son and this is, he charged him he put responsibility on him last night I walked Gia over I charge you Giovanna in the name of the Lord Vacuum up those colored pencil shavings. I'll be back to inspect it. I said, Gia, that's amazing. Look what you did there. Pursue excellence, girl. It's the core value of my house. It's beautiful. I don't know if I was more satisfied. She was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm going to go play. Like, but I wanted to show her how to do the thing. Come on now. That was spiritual there. I was imparting a blessing. It's an anointing on me on Putting it on my daughter to clean up color pencil shavings. Vacuum them up, girl. All right. But this is what he says. He says he charged to lay charge upon. He put, see, fathers put something on their kids. Now, I'm not going to do it all for you. But here you go. I'm going to charge you. I'm going to show you. But this is what you got to do. Not going to do that for you. Sometimes my kids will get home later and they'll lay down. um, Like, don't even go into the room, up to where we wanted, in the living room area, and they just lay there. And I'm like, come on, your ankles are not broken. And Nico will fake sleep. 
Anybody ever do that because you wanted your parents to carry you into the house? I did that all the time. Maybe that's just the, the blessing that Nico's walking in now. So it's something I did at his age. But he'll, like, he will, we'll pull up and he'll be like. <laughs> and then we'll be like, hey, Nico, Nico. And he'll go like this. <laughs> she is like, he's faking. But, but fathers, um, yes, there's times I carry them just because I want to. But come on, fathers, help me out here. Come on, anybody like, I, I, come on now, get, get up. And on your own two feet, young man. I know he's only four, young man. And let's get upstairs. Come on now. Come on, somebody. So, so, so charged him. He charged him. He charged his son. We as fathers were called to charge our children, to charge our generation, to charge them, to, to give them a charge, to, to, to lay on them responsibility. Fathers want what's best for their kids. They want their children. Here it is. He charged them. Think about this. His last words with his boy. And he charged him. This is how you're going to do life, son. He's already anointed king. It had nothing to do with his position or title. He's still his son. He says, this is how you do it, son. David uh, made mistakes. Can I get an amen? David had some issues. Can I get an amen? But the man held it down for 40 years. He reigned for 40 years. And he went by way of the earth at the end of his reign, and he was able to pronounce a blessing on his son. That is success. That is success. So, so they want their children to understand this is it. This is the heart of a father. They want to, come on, dads, help me out here. Is it true that we as dads want our children to understand the reality of life and what it takes to walk with God? All right, and here's my, here's my first point. This is the charge of a father. This is what they're going to tell their sons, what we should tell our sons, is it's not going to be easy all right and that's what he says i'm gonna charge you it's not gonna be easy all right i gotta i I tell nico all the time you know when i pray over him i pray god give him the strength to do what's right even when it's hard even when it's not easy because it's not gonna be easy Here's the other one. I kind of alluded to this already. In, in the word charge, if you unpack that word, he charges son. He basically said, look, man, it's not going to be easy. But, but here it is. The second point here is you got to take responsibility. And in, in a church, a local church, where there's a fathering heart, a fathering spirit, is fathers are called to communicate and to live out the fact that you have to take responsibility for your actions. I know this is basic. I know you, can, uh, you, um, you, you, you all know this in your own mind and heart. But I'm saying this is the heart of a father. You don't have to be gifted, super gifted. You don't have to make the most money. You don't have to be handed. You don't, you don't have to have um, be born with a golden spoon in your mouth to communicate and, and transfer and leave a legacy that son, daughter, it's not going to be easy. And son and daughter, you need to take responsibility. I know, it's quiet. It's okay. Father's Day, I don't care. I'm here to preach what the Bible says, whether you say amen or not. That's what fathers do. You don't, you don't like it? That's fine. You don't have to like it. Holla, it feels good talking like that, by the way. I'm going to pull my britches up like a grandpa for a minute. Somebody say amen. First Kings chapter 2. Look at verse 2. I go by way of the earth. He's charged him. 
Here's, here's verse 2. I go by way of the earth. He said this, be strong. So fathers give their children, be strong. Fathers give the next generation, be strong. Why? Can I get a witness out there, fathers, that you have to be strong if you want to succeed in life. If you want to, if you want to make this, you want to get some traction in your life, you got to be strong. If you want to make some progress in your walk with God, you got to be strong. This ain't going to be easy. You need to take responsibility, and you got to be strong. It sounds a lot like when Father God told Joshua, my, Moses, my servant, is dead. Be strong and of good courage. Told him multiple times. Meditate on the word. You'll succeed, but be strong and of good courage. Any call of God that's, that, that is pronounced and the blessing of a father, when a, this, was, this was like my first point per se. When a father pronounces a blessing, he's going to say, it's not going to be easy. You need to take responsibility and you need to be strong. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man. It takes strength and determination to be a man. It takes nothing to be a male. It takes strength and determination to be made into a man. Somebody say amen. It's not about perfection. It's not about doing everything right. But men of God, you, you can be the man of God God's called you to be, but you got to be strong. You got to press through things when you don't feel like it. You got to get up and do what you're called to do, whether you feel like it or not. You, some days you got to put on your big boy britches and get on with it, whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. Amen. Pastor Sean, preach it. Hallelujah. Don't see any offerings up here on the platform. Be strong. He, this is his last words with his boy. Why is that so important? That, out of this, this was a father talking to his son. Be strong, son. God, be strong. Prove yourself a man. Take strength and determination to be a man. And you can do it. And you have what it takes, men of God in here. I'm always calling uh, the men in our, our church and our community men of God because that's what they are. That's what they are from God. You're a man of God. Look at a man in here, somebody, and say, what's up, man of God? God has a purpose and a place for you in this world, but you have to be persistent in order to lay hold of it. I'm going to say it again. God has a purpose and a place for you in this world. I'm speaking as a father. God has a purpose and a place for you in this world. But you have to be persistent in order to lay hold of it. And you can't blame what other people have done to you along the way as you're an excuse, as your excuse for not doing it. Yeah. All right. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. I appreciate that. I receive that. I'm going to say it again. Um, God has a purpose and a place for you in this world. But you have to be persistent in order to lay hold of it. All right? It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey and a process to be all that God's called you to be. He knew this. Why? He said you got to prove yourself a man. you got to manifest your manhood. you you got to show yourself a man. That's what he said. Prove yourself a man. you got to prove it. You got to prove it. You got to manifest it. It's going to take a, it's a fight. This is the good fight of faith. David fought through and he's like, look, I got here. I got my boy here. One thing I'm going to tell you, son, you got to prove yourself a man. 
You don't have to prove that you're a male, hopefully, but you have to prove that you are a man. Come on now. I'm just reading the Bible here. Just reading a few nice verses on Father's Day. You must fight for your future. I'm saying this. Speaking as a father, the heart of a father over people, to people. You have to fight for your future. There's going to be days you're going to be the only one you feel like fighting. you got to do it. you got to pick it. you got to pick it up. you got to pick up your sword. you got to pick up your shield. you got to put on the breastplate of righteousness. you got to put on the helmet of salvation. you got to have your loins girt about with truth, as the King James says, or your belt of truth. you got to have your feet prepared with the preparation of the gospel of peace. you got to put on the whole armor of God. you got to do that. you got to engage and go after what God's called you to do. It's going to be a fight. It's worth the fight, but you have to fight for your future. Your future will not be handed to you on a silver platter. I said your future will not be handed to you on a silver platter. You got to fight for it. You got to fight the fight of faith. You got to press through some things. You got to press through the stuff inside of you. You got to press through the stuff coming at you. And it is worth it. It is worth it. Anything worth anything costs something. All right. Anything worth anything costs something. Crystal Gale costs me. She rejected me multiple times. So she figured out that I was what God had for her. I convinced her. But it was a fight. I had to press through. You want it? You, you want it? Go get it. I said, you got to go out there and kill it and bring it home. Not, not alluding that to a woman at all. Just, just you, get, you get the expression? Come on, somebody say it. You got to get out there and get it. Young ladies. Do everything God's called you to do. Quit talking about, oh, not for me. Maybe the next one. I don't know if that. No, go and do it. Go get it. Make it happen. I said, make it happen. Well, you know, in society, women are paid less than men. Well, go do it. Go change it. Go get paid more somewhere. Huh? Yeah, two amens. All right. Okay. Go get nobody educated in your family. Go get an educate. Do it. Go do it then. Prove yourself a woman of God. Come on, prove it. Get out there do it. Go make it happen. Tear it down. Break through. Are there is a resistance out there? Are there things in society that, that, that push down uh, minorities and push down women? Yes. Go do it, I said. Anyway, prove it. Prove them wrong. Come on now. Come on now, somebody. You must prove your purpose. You uh, quit talking about your purpose. Go prove it. Prove that it's there. Show the devil and every enemy in your life that is there. Come on. Haters going to hate. So what? Let them hate. That's all part of the process anyway. Haters are good for us. Keep us humble. Because then when God gets you the breakthrough, you're going to be like, you know what? It's, I mean, I just want to love Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thankful I'm here. I'm thankful I, I got breath in my lungs. Okay. Come on. Somebody say haters are good for us. Sometimes our haters are sent by God. Uh-oh. I'm messing with your theology now, huh? Wait a minute. God. Come on now. The Bible says those who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. You know, people aren't going to. If, if you need everybody to like you, to do what you're called to do, you're missing it. Do what you're called to do. Prove them wrong. I said prove them wrong. 
He said, prove yourself a man. Here we go. You must prove your purpose. Better yet, I'm going to say it a different way. You must be approved in order to manifest your purpose. It's a process. But he said, prove it. Prove, you got to show yourself. Like about this David. King David's like, look, boy, I'm about to go. You got to prove yourself a man. Just because you're a, you got anointed to be in a position yesterday does not mean that you could just act however you want. You're anointed. You're in a position, son. But you got to prove yourself a man. Mm, Jesus. I hope y'all come back next week. Here's, here's the next one. Everything isn't going to be handed to you. That's why I said you got to prove it. That's why I said you got to prove it. Everything isn't going to be handed to you. He charged him, said, be strong. And he said, look, prove yourself a man. God's grace is on your life. His anointing's on your life. You're in a position. You have authority. I mean, he was the wisest. Think about the accolades Solomon was already operating in, and yet his father still spoke very bluntly to him. He says, look, you got to prove it. It's not about your position. Don't leverage your position. Build your character. That's what he was saying here. He's like, boy, you need, you need to make sure your character's right. I'm sure David was speaking from experience because he jacked up a few times. All right? The number one thing fathers must pass on to the next generation is character. Talent and gift come from God. And that all has its place. But I'm telling you right now that fathers, fathering heart, a, a house, a local church that has that kind of heart and spirit, ought to have a, how to have a foundational thread through the culture of, of the house, of the church, of your family, the, those environments where a father is present, is character, is the foundation. This is how we roll. Integrity is paramount. Everything isn't going to be handed to you. Here we go. Verse 3. I got two more verses and then we're done. Verse 3, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, or guard, protect, and watch over your relationship with God. Here it is. This is my next point. Guard your relationship with God. Then he goes in to his relationship with God. He says, look, keep the charge of the Lord your God. Keep the charge. Or guard, protect um, your relationship with God. I'm here to tell you, I want to encourage you right now, at all costs, guard and protect your relationship with Jesus. Keep that as the foundation of your day. If it's the foundation of your daily life, it is the foundation of your life. In the rhythm of your day is your relationship with God active. And are you engaging and communicating with God daily? Give us this day our daily bread. Do you talk to God daily? Because he wants to talk to you. My wife painted a beautiful picture of when she's worshiping God and praying and in the presence of God, she pictures herself like, like, um, like her just crawling up into her father's lap, her heavenly father, crawling up into his lap. I don't know, as a father, I love to, I love to teach my kids stuff. I love to, um, you know, challenge them to do stuff themselves where they'll just be like, no, use your words. You, we say that a lot, use your words because you can communicate. Not just, eh, yeah. I'm sorry, babe. I'll t did you hear something? No, I didn't. What was that? I have no idea. I only speak English. Well, I can speak a little Spanish, but to our kids. 
And I love to do all that. But I'll tell you, sometimes I just love to get on the couch. When, my, when I'm on the couch and I got both my kids sitting with me, I'm like, man, this is heaven right here. Just chilling with my kids. And some, you know, they're not super cozy, uh, comfy, or not. They're like, what do you call it? Cuddly, yeah. Like, G is not super cuddly, but when they're tired, they are. So I capitalize it on when they're tired. <laughs> I'm going to hear, come sit by Dada. Come sit by Dada. But how much more a Heavenly Father just wants to spend time with us as sons and daughters? Because me as a father, there's something so special about that. I love to give, to, to kind of engage with them and teach them and, 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 and challenge them and all that. But there are times where it's just me and them just sitting there, just sitting there. And, and, and David told his son, look, man, keep the charge of the Lord. Guard and protect and watch over your relationship with God. To walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, and his judgments, and his testimonies. I mean, this dad is clear. <laughs> he wasn't just like, you know, make sure you're reading the word. I mean, this dad was like, look, Solomon, keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses. Like, dads, be clear about what it means to walk with God. He was very clear. And then it says, that you may prosper in all that you do wherever you turn. Here's the next point here. I'm almost done, guys. You have what it takes to succeed. When a father pronounces a blessing, he's like, look, man, if you walk with God, it's going to work out. If you keep his statutes, you're going to succeed. You're going to prosper. God's going to provide. When you walk with God in integrity, he's going to bless you. Sounds like I said before. Sounds a lot like what God told Joshua. If you meditate on the word day and night and you're careful to do all that is written in it, then, somebody say then. Then you will find your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. And so, so God, uh, David was communicating here, man, that, that your walk with God is paramount. Your, 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 your walk with the Lord, knowing the word of God. Get in the word of God. Study it yourself that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. Isn't that awesome? That all that you do. Do you realize this? You put God first. God's going to bless what you do. Everything you put your hands to will prosper, right? If you're careful to do all that's written in it, then you're going to prosper and succeed. And then it says, whatever you do and wherever you turn. You know, when seasons change and you know, your, your job changes, you're going to prosper in what you do. When your career changes, when, when, you shift, you, when you go back to school and shift some things, everywhere you turn. So many people, is this God? Is this not God? I don't know. Is it God? I don't know. Should I? Shouldn't I? It's not, a, it's not that it's a, a sin or a not sin. Sometimes I think we get lost in the just directional things. And if you would worship and just study and walk with God, allow him to lead you. You got to trust him when he isn't going to give you a prophetic word for the next step. Yes, you shall take that exam. No, what if it's something he put in you and he's wanting you to trust you with those steps? And sometimes if, we're, if we just are occupied with our relationship with him, he's going to direct us in the way that we choose, the Bible says. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord. He directs them in the way that they choose. Don't over-spiritualize the next direction. If you're walking with God, he's not going to steer you wrong. Come on now. You met, it says, in all that you do and wherever you turn, 
wherever you turn. When you're in the presence of God, you're walking with God wherever you turn. Not you turn, but when you turn. You guys follow me? Don't be doing no U-turns on God. Come on, somebody. When you're getting tempted, that's when you make a U-turn. No, 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 no. Not that way. Anybody had to make a U-turn recently? Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I made a U-turn. All right, some of y'all was about to crack somebody. said, nope, not going to do it. Putting my hand in my pocket. I am not going to slap them. Your mouth, anybody take a U-turn with your mouth? This, like you're like, uh, no, I'm not going to take it. Yeah. You start praying in the Holy Spirit, start praying in tongues. Somebody ever just pray in tongues and it saved you? It's better than cussing. Somebody say amen. But, but wherever you turn, I just want to encourage you that, that, that when you're, 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 you're walking with God, you're reading the word, you're seeking God, don't over-spiritualize and get all flustered with the unknown. That's why it's called faith. This is part of it. He's not going to tell you everything, but he will lead you. You ever felt led in a direction and it wasn't like God was like, yes, you shall marry the short white skateboarder. Did God say it? Of course he did. Not like that, though. It was just, it was just my smooth work. You know what I mean? I was just, no, I'm just playing. It wasn't that either. But you got to trust God. Fast. Pray. Seek God. And, and when, even if you fast and pray, you're still going to be like, I believe, I feel. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I just feel like, yeah, this is it. This is where God's taking me. You know, some of y'all it took a step of faith to lead a connect group. You're like, and it wasn't like God was like, you shall lead a connect group. And revival shall break out at Stumptown Coffee House. Yes, Lord. Nothing wrong with the audible voice of God and hearing just profound clarity. Through, like, but, but I'm here to tell you right now, even when God does that, faith is never not going to be part of the equation of your walk with God. This is, this is why we call it, we walk by faith. That's the glory of living for God, that we believe in Him and we haven't seen Him, that we trust Him it with the unknown that Abraham went out not knowing where he was going, but he went out. Hallelujah. You guys are just pulling that out of my spirit today. That you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. And sometimes you just got to speak what the word says. Lord, I thank you. My relationships are blessed. Because anybody in relationships, you feel issues in relationships. You're like, mm, I don't know. There's something funny with that. Anybody know? Even situational, not the person. Somebody say amen. That's why you got to pray over those things. Lord, I thank you for this relationship. I thank you. God bless my going today. Lord, I pray for your guidance and wisdom and direction in the way that I should choose. Wherever I turn, your hand is on my life. All right. Okay, almost done. Look at your neighbor and tell him you have what it takes to succeed. Come on, say it like you mean. Look at somebody and say, you got what it takes to succeed. 
Say it again. Say, you have what it takes to succeed. Okay. All right. Prosper. This is the word prosper. You're going to prosper. Thanks, guys, for coming up here and telling me to shut down. I, get, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Who's in charge here anyway? No. I know. I know. We got to go. Some of, some of y'all still laughing? Or was that something else? Another joke I didn't hear? Prosper means this. If you're taking notes, prosper means to be prudent, skillful, good, success, expert. Prosper. Prosper means that when you walk with God, you're hearing him and listening to him, that he will position you in your gifting where you're an expert. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm an expert. Come on, say it again. Find somebody. Look at him. Say, I'm an expert. You realize you're an expert in something? You got it going on in some area? You got, I said, you got it going on in some area? All right, look at somebody and say, I got it going on. Look at it, say it this way. Look at somebody and say, I got its goings on. <laughs> I got it goings on. Come on. I got it going on. That's what prosper means. It means skillful. It's not about success as a result. It's about living in my unique design. And success comes out of that. It's about discovering purpose. It's about tapping into what you're good at. Like Jennifer here is an amazing artist. There's a lot of artists out there, but Jen has actually made a living doing it. Like, that's a real artist. <laughs> but it's unique design. That's what prosper isn't a result. It's a life lived out, tapped into your unique skill, gift, and ability. What is it? In you. As a, as, as a pastor of this house, as a spiritual father, if you will, please don't call me Father Sean. <laughs> Bishop. But you are, are gifted. You're talented. You're going to prosper. It's where you uniquely can get results without trying as hard as other people. Come on, say it again. Say, I got it going on. Got it going on. Look, at, look, say this with me. Say, I, say, I am skillful. I am, skillful. I, I am an expert. I got it going on. Last scripture. Here we go. Verse 4. That the Lord may fulfill his word. That you may prosper in all that you do. This is why. Why do we need to live in our gift and our ability? And why do we need to tap into our gift so God can fulfill his, fulfill his word? It's bigger than me even living in my purpose. It's to give God the glory. That the Lord may fulfill his word, which he spoke concerning me, saying, this is a word spoken over David. I'm almost done. If your sons take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. This is my last point. When a father pronounces a blessing, he says, you are the fulfillment of God's promise. That's the last thing he left with his boy, that God gave me a word, Solomon, but you are the fulfillment. It's not about me. Fathers position themselves to say, I'm just here to get you where you're called to be. And I'm here to say, as a pastor of this house, I am here to encourage you and empower you in the space that I serve God in to get you where you're called to be. You, that we shall not lack a man 
on the throne of Israel. I'm going to just say these one more time just to speak them over your life and then we're going to pray. When a father pronounces a blessing, he says, every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm here to tell you today, it's not going to be easy. Your purpose is too valuable for it to be that easy. It's too profound. The devil hates it too much. You got to take responsibility, people of God. Everything isn't going to be handed to you, but that's all right. Because anything worth anything will cost something. Guard your relationship with God. Keep, guard, protect, and watch over your relationship with God. I'm here to say over you, I speak this over you, that you have what it takes to succeed. And you are the fulfillment of God's promises. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.